Capital FM Москва – это моя станция. Capital FM Moscow. 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 A new all-Russia test of geopolitical literacy by the country's geographical community has shown that Russians have a lot to learn about the world around them. Respondents could correctly answer on average 44 basic questions out of a possible 100, which is generally considered to be a C-grade. Although respondents did fairly well on general geography questions like matching a country to its continent, they struggled with questions that required more detailed knowledge of geography. Moscow State Duma deputies will see their wages cut, but even with this reduction of salaries, the parliamentarians will see they will be significantly higher than the national average. The 10% pay cut will be imposed already this year. The 25th of January, which is tomorrow, marks Tatiana Day in Russia, also known as Student Day, and to celebrate skating rinks in Moscow, offering students free entry. To qualify for the offer, students simply need to turn up with a valid form of students' ID. They'll be guaranteed a day of fun. Saritsina Park will also offer free tubing rights to anyone whose first name is Tatiana. And you can now pay for a session at Gorky Park Skating Rink with your Troika transport card. Organizers say it's by far the most convenient option. It allows you to avoid waiting in the line. The card allows you to travel on all means of public transport in Moscow too. Moscow State University has been ranked one of the top 10 most beautiful universities in Europe by Times Higher Education. The number one educational facility in Russia was placed 10th on the list. The University of Bologna in Italy was listed as the most beautiful university in the world. And one hour a day on social media can derail your sleeping pattern. A new study warns the report by Canadian researchers was commissioned to assess why so many young people struggle to sleep eight hours. They found the root problem to be social media. Those who spent at least 60 minutes on WhatsApp or Facebook suffered more sleep issues than those who did not. The more time they use the apps and sites, the less sleep they got. Four points out of possible ten on the roads this hour. Driving time to and from Bnukova Airport is about one hour and 30 minutes both ways. 50 minutes to Shremetsi and 55 minutes to the city. Over an hour to the Maidia Dvam, one hour and 25 minutes from the airport to the city centre. Weather. 8 degrees Celsius in Prague, 5 in Oslo, 12 in Paris. Clear skies here in Moscow. The temperature is standing at minus 11 degrees Celsius. That's it from me, Yule Bokova. Do stay tuned for more. Capital FM, Moscow. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Good evening, this is Moscow Calling, live and loud from the Capital FM studios. I am Alan Moore. I am Mikatun Bichko and we're Capital Sports. Exactly, and we're here again this week with a poor old Ollie Knight. And we don't have Eli Goodthing. Well, I don't. <laughs> Eli's a good thing. Well, his holidays, he's away and he's having fun. But we have a lady who not alone produces here in the studio in the summer. She was also part and parcel of our Capital Sports Stadium show at the Urgede Arena. And? You want to let this go? No, yes, no. DJ Nikki stays stood in for me when I was on holidays. So, okay, welcome, Nikki. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Hello to both of you. Uh, so, what's coming up tonight, guys? May I? You may. Okay. <laughs> so, well, Yulia's still here with us in the studio. Yulia, um, hi there. What's the latest with this? Uh, that these athletes who won't turn up and about like, yo, know, will Russia boycott it or what's going on? Because uh, on the way in. Katrina and I were speaking about it, if there's going to be a boycott or not, right. because that's kind of buzzing around. It's just nonsense. So what's the latest from the from the Gostuma and from our betters? Alan, the country isn't thinking about skipping the games in protest. Uh, we know that Mitra Biskov's spokesman for President Putin stressed that, quote, right now it is important to avoid words like boycott. Ooh. That's what we know right now. So Dmitry Peskov says avoid the words like, boycott. Yes. I mean, that's, that's something we're going to discuss now, like, you know, coming up, because it is kind of, it's not breaking news, but it's something that it's... Um, yeah, but some topic to discuss. That's it is, exactly it's a major topic to discuss. It's yeah, breaking exactly. news, come on. Because so, some of it just doesn't make sense. So, so basically, Julia, um, between now and the next hour, you're going to keep an eye on that for us. Yeah. Yes? I'll keep an eye on that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay, Julia, thank you so, so much. We'll see you at the top of the next hour. See you later. Thanks. So, uh, right. So, as always, as always, we had the best news, views, interviews, reviews, and previews in the world of sports. We have the, well, she, we have one little bit of disappointment for us tonight uh, because the wonderful and rambunctious and irrepressible chatterbox, Anna Chakvatadze, she won't be here with us in the studio tonight, but she will be on the phone, correct? Uh, yes, correct. Unfortunately, yeah. she got sick, and I can understand because we are all were working hard, like in the last 10 days, with this Australian Open air, so... Yeah, it's t- it's yeah but she will join us on phone. That's that's the main thing. Uh, we have football, tennis, ice hockey, course, the KHL is really coming to a crunch time. And we have a Swedish preview for the World Cup and the UEFA Nations League, plus a bit of MMA. And with that Swedish preview, that's going to come from us all the way from sexy Stockholm, where sports journalist Supreme, Philip O'Connor, he's going to burn up our telephone line. And of course, he's a... a, a Truly, truly brilliant guy, and he's 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 waiting for us right now in Stockholm. But first, first, we are going to start with the burning issue today. Yekaterina, uh, Winter Olympics almost upon us. That list of Russian athletes is getting shorter by the day. Of those who are going to those who are nice, not naughty. Uh, but before we get on to that, there was this silly, silly situation with flags. It's kind of Northern Ireland all over again, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, what's happened worse or well, no worse? I don't understand actually this, but the Russian story looks so pathetic that they even do not know where. To to start the discussion from oh, yeah. seriously it's just like more than ridiculous every single day we get new bands and prohib- prohibitions couple more russians former olympic games champions are not invited by international olympic committee for participation in pinchong so what is now pyeongchang pyeongchang <laughs> whatever oh my god all this Korea, Korea. <laughs> yes it's just like everywhere now by the way we oh, will discuss it late in tennis no explanations for these things nothing just sportsmen like Ustugov, like Viktor An, Anton Shpulin, mm-hmm. don't know if they can compete, but we'll come to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the most ridiculous thing is that Russian supporters will not be able to bring the Russian flags to any of the stadiums or playing grounds. Well, okay. Well, yeah, I, I have just one simple question, and, and I know everybody does, but seriously, just why? I know. Why, why, why? I mean, I, <laughs> mean, I, know, I, know, I know Russia, you could say like that they've been punished and so on, but 
the IOC are, I know you, you have this, the IOC have sort of said, look, there is no ban on flags. Yes, that's what they finally then after had to say. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, they had to say, but first it was like, I, I read so many information about this, it was mm. everywhere, everywhere, and nobody could discuss just fake, you know? It's just like, yes, it could be fake, but still. It's never like nothing is impossible. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is impossible, and well, this is. And I mean, you're you're right. I mean, this is what like you've you've come into this. I mean, Nikki. I mean, you've you've been following this uh, as well with us. So I mean, with 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 the banning, and we discussed it a couple of weeks ago actually in a in a in a in a coffee shop in Moscow. Right. Like this, all this craziness going on with like banning athletes and so on. Oh right, yes. I mean, is it? Do you think it's fair if someone has? Okay, forget this. They've never failed a test, but if someone has not been involved in this whole doping scheme should mm -hmm. they be blacklisted just because they're from a country where there was this doping problem oh this is such a difficult question honestly and uh i got quite a few thoughts on the thing i definitely think that all athletes that were clean that they should participate just because uh i think that they were trying so hard and they've trained all their lives for this uh -huh. and i think that they should have a chance to just to do what they're good at Yeah. And uh, I think that is very important because otherwise, what was the whole reason why they were living this whole life of sports exactly. for so many years preparing if they don't get to show it? And also, I'm not an athlete, obviously, but I train? kind of, well, I train a lot, yes. And I, it's probably like the Olympic Games are probably one of the most important events in an athlete's life. So yeah, I yeah. definitely don't think that it would be fair for someone who has been clean and has been preparing for so many years to just not be able to participate at all oh that lady's yeah. ranting right now that's yeah, good that's <laughs> i like I mean, that this is, like a, this is like a very clean and like true opinion it should be like this because all the sportsmen worked so hard for so many years as uh, that all no. their lives you know for this one olympic games exactly this one shiny moment and this is something that like you know when when uh, andy farmer is in with us and i mean we discussed it and we've said it on live on tv on russia today we said look if someone has been doping ban them if there's a coach who's been doping ban them a doctor ban them get these people out of sport but you can't just blanket ban and now i mean and, you, and now yeah the situation with the flag I yeah mean, even I mean, with for supporters and friends i actually okay i've heard and like and i found searching around on this weird topic another opinion that the information about the flag ban was misunderstood and it touches mm -hmm. only olympic villages and the uniform of sportsmen mm -hmm. but well <laughs> we'll wait and see but anyway even if it just Like it happened just for worldwide discussion. It's ugly, and it should, like, really seriously, never have nothing in common with the biggest sport event. It's no, I agree, like agree, totally agree. And I mean, this is one of the issues that, like, um, you know, okay, I know myself from, like, you know, when you're playing for your representing your country, and then you hear the anthem, and you're playing for your flag, and so on. It is important, but you know, there's so many rumors just being put out there by people with nothing better to do. And this was a rumor that, that started, that was pushed. And then, of course, people say, oh, the, the silly Russian media. Yeah, but the foreign media also were stirring it up. I mean, I saw foreign correspondence. Sorry, yeah, that's... No, I mean, doing no, no, it no, it's just uh, like back, back to this flex story. We just talked with Steve like half an hour ago. This uh, is Steve Conway, who yeah. is a, a regular <laughs> at the Stadium show, yeah. Oh, by the way, and we have a giveaway to give away for Paddy's where we were just with him, yeah. so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Exactly. So, because I, I told him the story about the flag and he was like, oh, you know what, a couple of weeks ago when this even just appeared somewhere in media that there, there could be a possibility that Russian fans will not be able to to come with the flags on mm -hmm. like uh, the stadiums and he was like and then all uh, so someone uh, Russian 
not journalists, I think, you know, some fans, they wrote on Twitter that, okay, we're not like we're play on the neutral flag, but we still can bring like 300 or whatever, like 500 people with the Russian flags, you know, to the tribes and just like uh, support our, like our sportsmen. And then after that, you see five weeks later, then they make an official ban. So it's just yeah, no, it's it, it's it's all you see. It's it, with with everything that's going on. We're going to discuss that now in a second. Is that like uh, you know it's bad enough banning flags and anthems and so on? But like I mean, there was uh, the Russian Olympic Committee. They put in five hundred athletes, a list of five hundred who would yeah, compete. No, just like, now oh. one hundred and eleven have been banned. One hundred and eleven. That's three hundred and eighty are still right now able to go, um, but one hundred eleven are banned. Uh, why but they're not ba- banned. They are not, uh, they're, like, not banned. they're not invited. They're not invited. No, this <laughs> so is this is this can know? be uh, revised. It can be reviewed. It can like they, like the, the Russian government said, we will support these people to to take a case and so on, like take a case to CAS, the Court of Arbitration yeah. Sport. But even still, uh, they said that if these people were had doped in the past, any of these people, they were gone. Fair enough. Okay, they doped in the past. No forgiveness grant. Do it with everybody. But of course, they're not. Um, then it's worse that they're, they they put people on it uh, who one guy uh, who was it uh, who was it Shapulin no who was the one no Yuskov Yuskov Dennis Yuskov um, he he had in 2008 he had failed a doping test for marijuana and he said look it what like he he proved that it was overturned however because that black mark was against him yeah they banned him they said that's it he's not on, on the list okay. Fine, that's what more they, or less fair. Yeah, okay. yeah, more or less fair that he had that black mark before. Okay, he didn't do it, but but, but there are like you know, there's we know the tennis players who were done for cocaine, Martina Hingis. Oh, yeah, she came uh, back or, or whoever, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's all these guys. Oh, yeah, because I was kissing some girl in the nightclub and I got you know, or, 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 or what's the your woman, the Italian one who had the um, uh, her feels, mother's, yeah, it's Sarah Rani, yeah, Sarah Rani. Oh, her mother, her mother's like slimming tonic had fallen into her, but like, I mean, just. This all goes on. Okay, fine. That's just nuances in, in sport. But then they said, okay, if they've no record of doping, doesn't mean they haven't doped, but if there's no record of doping, they weren't on this Rodchenkov list, they weren't involved in the McLaren report, and they weren't involved in the Oswald Commission, which is the one that the IOC set up to, to check about uh, whether they should let them in or not. They said that if, if these people were not on these lists, then they would be invited. But already, well, Victor Ann was not on any, uh, had uh, no black marks against him, was not on any list, but he's still not invited. Anton Shipulin, the same thing again. He wasn't eligible. Um, uh, Tretyakov, the skeleton guy, uh, was uh, Tretyakov, Alexander, Sasha, um, uh, he was not invited because they found that there were scratch marks on his samples from Sochi, on the bottle. Now, coming back onto that, they never found, I feel like I'm ranting, but this is something that annoys me so much. That, that exactly, it's the same for me. It's just like so, uh, like you said, okay, with the stories of doping, okay, then fair enough. But all these things, they're just doing some some really ugly, like ug- ugly business all it's around terrible. this. Yeah. It's terrible. It's it, it terrible. It's just not fair. But anyway, the, so basically... Um, you know, they, they said, okay, all athletes, the IOC said, all athletes with clean record will be allowed to be considered for the Olympics, so 111 athletes are already out. But then guys who have not doped in the past, guys who have not been on any list, didn't work with Rodchenkov, didn't take anything with Rodchenkov, they're still banned. So it just doesn't yeah, make so, sense. Yeah, what, so what's the point? <laughs> I, I, it just, it, 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 it shocks me. I mean, 
We, we all know that there has been a long-term, you know, Rodchenk was supplying people, not just here in Russia, but outside of Russia as well with, with drugs. We know that. We know that in Saransk, or Saransk, or Chivasha, sorry, there was the problem there with the walking schools and so on, like, so in Chibuksari. This is all like the process of getting rid of them. A couple of weeks ago, or a week ago, they had all the athletes at the, um, the Siberian Athletics Championships. 36 of them didn't turn up oh, yeah, to compete. Yeah, I've heard this story. Yes. So, but immediately, the head of Russian Athletics goes, hold on, this is not right. What's happening? And they've, yeah, they started to investigate it. So, you know, it's, it's a process fighting all of this. Um, and this just looks like a double standard, it's okay. So. I do look. Look, we we'll talk. We we'll talk with double standards. I mean, you. You okay? We we we'll bring it up because we spoke with this before, and you did give me permission before. In terms of like in in uh, in tennis, um, you know. Okay, let's just put it very very quickly in this. So in tennis, you had an issue back at the Australian Open time, so many years ago, over match fixing. Yes. But you were treated. I was disqualified for one month. Okay. Yes, and you had to pay money as well. Yes, I had to pay money as well. Now. Just explain to the listeners what happened because this is something that we we've spoken about and I've and I have, have I just it? listeners I have asked her permission to do this. This isn't a shock. <laughs> not not today, but I mean a couple of weeks ago before Christmas <laughs> when she was in yeah, a good mood. But this is a, like this story is like so old. It's 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 a really old one. So how we, uh, what happened? We've got some uh, listeners commenting on the situation as well. We got Doug who is texting in and that he says uh, that it is really really unfair and that unless guilt is proven then definitely the person is innocent Doug you were going to you're, you're first in for a prize right away so thank you thank you very very much Doug for that um, very very good <laughs> thank you okay so okay continue, continue. on yeah, they try to be fast so it it well, what, what happened I was uh, like chatting like on private chat at live journal I got some not proposal, but long, 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 long letter from uh, some guy who was like uh, introducing himself as a, like a guy who works and lives with this um, make, like on making bets on the soccer, ice hockey, whatever, like on all, all kind of sports, like bookmaker or whatever. Yeah, fair and, enough. Uh, yeah. And then uh, that he has a wife, kids, blah, blah, blah. Like he wrote me like long, 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 long letter. <laughs> I was reading it for, I think, two or three days because it was too long. When you do this in, uh, internet things, it, it should be a little bit shorter. So in somewhere in the middle of, the, um, uh, on, uh, of this letter, he was actually proposing me um, to fix a match. Hold on, how do you, on letter, in, in, in what sense? I mean, not written It was paper, like, I mean, you, know, oh, you know, oh, I saw that you love like some, um, because I had some, some posts about bags, Louis Vuitton bags or okay, something like this. So, okay, fair enough, okay, okay, so me, that's how we pick up. Yeah, yeah, and then he was like, oh, uh, I saw that you love some like good, uh, like uh, good shopping, whatever, and like, uh, have you ever heard of doing like things like this or like, have you ever think about it? And uh, it was, in, in these kind of sentences and I was like oh okay man you know what I will not like pretend that I don't know anything but this is not my story I don't want to do it yeah and then I just don't don't do it and I don't work like this then he was like he tried second time he was like well so you still can think and uh, if you finally will uh, decide or whatever like you're welcome and then in next couple of weeks 
I got a message from uh, one journalist. Actually, it was in English. He asked me if I got a conversation with the, this guy. But actually, this guy was from Ufa, you know, like oh, the gosh. very famous Bash bookmaker from yeah. Ufa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ivan or something for like, for example, to call this guy somehow. And uh, and then after the next few weeks, uh, there was a long, long, long interview with this Ivan from Ufa in uh, for one second uh, Wall Street Journal where this Ivan <laughs> was discussing like all these things and that he was proposing like this was his dream actually like to do like a fixed match in tennis something yeah, hold like on. that you Catherine just one thing again just make it very very clear and I know you okay. well enough so number one you basically told him to go get lost yeah. you ignored him yeah you've never fixed a match in your life mm. no into my no. phone. <laughs> okay, no, just so you've never done that. So basically, and I mean, listeners, I mean, I, I know her since she was—I can't say a little girl, but since she was a teenager. So <laughs> you, know, you don't get more people who like keep something locked up like she would, um, and she wouldn't. She would just say it straight up. So basically, you were uh, hung, drawn, and quartered because you refused to take part in a fixed match because a guy went to the Wall Street Journal. And because of that, uh, yeah, because you didn't report it. Yeah, because I didn't report it. And I never saw yeah, I never saw this rule as did Maria, for example. I never read it. So I never read it and it was the new one which they actually didn't announce like loud enough. And uh, we had it like from the beginning of yeah, two thousand eight I think because I was banned at the end of this year so uh, that we have in 48 hours and like go and uh, tell yeah, yeah we have to report it to WTA or ITF whatever that we have been proposed and I didn't do it and that actually why I was banned okay well listen we'll wait to, 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 to lighten up but this is a <laughs> it was funny a story. it is a 52 year old song okay it had a bit of a comeback in 1989 when it was used in the movie Major League you'll know what this is it's used in Major League Baseball Ice Hockey and I even heard it in golf uh, so if you're ready if you're going to do you a bit of head banging in the car or wherever you are right now and uh, it'll, it'll help up to this <laughs> wild thing beside me because this is the Trogs <laughs> and Wild Thing Capital Sports with Alan Moore Wow, thing, I think you move me. 
Мебель Боконце со скидкой до 50%. Долгожданная распродажа началась. Успейте выгодно преобразить ваш интерьер. Подробности в магазинах Боконцепт и на сайте боконцепт.ру Welcome back to Capital Sports here on a lovely cold evening in uh, in Moscow. It's it's nice it's nice weather, isn't it, Ekaterina? Well, uh, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> after after that discussion, nice winter weather. DJ Nikki Stage just said, "Like guys, come on, let's try to make it a little bit more upbeat and let's give away some prizes." So we do have a prize <laughs> to give away. We have a two thousand ruble voucher to Paddy's on Belaruskaya, uh, and the question is very very simple. So today we'll discuss this in a moment. So today today this is an easy one, guys. So two thousand rubles for food and drink in Paddy's. Okay. So today the draw was made for the Europa Nation or UEFA, excuse me, the Europa League, the UEFA Nations League. Okay, Germany and Croatia were drawn in the same group as who? Okay, so if, if uh, I'm right, really quite easy one. You think so? I don't think so. I think it's like quite tough. No, no. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, sorry. <laughs> so Spain and Croatia were drawn in the same group as what country? So Spain and Croatia were drawn in the same group as what country? Okay, so Spain and Croatia in the group with what country that's in of course League A so we're going to discuss that now we're going to have a bit of football uh, so today the draw was made for this UEFA Nations League uh, oh sorry I should say plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. sorry I did forget that so messages in Sometimes so Spain and Croatia and what country so three countries Spain, Croatia and who are in that division uh, or in that uh, group so uh, the UEFA Nations League it's a new form of kind of promotion and relegation in European football which was borrowed from European rugby and it's set to really give a boost to minnows like Andorra Gibraltar Russia and so on so they can play against teams they might actually beat oh well I actually explained before <laughs> Alan is oh, asking people more there are four leagues A, B, C and D A is top with Germany and Croatia and England too B there is Russia and and, yeah, I know, and Ireland. <laughs> yeah, Georgia goes in to D with Latvia and Andorra. C, you have Scotland and Cyprus and so on. This is all for qualifying for the Euros in 2020. Does it make sense? Yep, it's 2020 vision from UEFA finally. So, yes, it is actually going to uh, help develop the game a little bit, especially for the smaller nations. Um, and, look, it, it does go one better than the rugby variant, where teams can actually take part at the top level in European competition, uh, which, of course, are the UEFA European Championships. Explain, please, briefly. 
Yes, okay, okay. Why can't <laughs> you do it in rugby? So in the rugby, the top level is at the Six Nations. So you've got Ireland, Wales, Scotland, England, France and Italy. And then you've got Georgia who are kind of knocking on the door who should be there and previously had Romania or even Russia as well. Uh, but it's kind of a closed shop. So no one, you know, they, but no one wants them to get into the top level in uh, Russian or in, sorry, European rugby, whereas this football league does. Oh, okay. Israel do Wales and Denmark. Bad memories there, I think. Scotland yeah, Denmark. Have <laughs> Scotland have Albania and Israel. Yeah, uh, Israel and uh, Ireland. Well, you know. Okay, Germany has Spain and Holland too. Uh, oh, wait. I'm getting mixed up very, very badly. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll tweet out that draw infographic quite shortly. But uh, most important for us, in the B-League, Russia have drawn Sweden and Turkey. And almost by design... We have on the line, joining us all the way from the world's sexiest city, the chairman of the Moscow Girls GAA Club, and he's a cracking sports journalist, Philip O'Connor. Philip, how are you doing? I'm very good. Dobre vichir to you and all your listeners oh. there. Oh, oh isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Philip, you are the best. And Nicky Stage just gave me a thumbs up going, oh, thank God that phone, that phone call went through. Philip, we were panicking. We were panicking. I said, we have to get his north side dulcet tones on the radio very, very soon. So, oh, okay. Philip, listen, that draw, Russia and Sweden, long history of war between the two. Um, but for hundreds of years when they're firing arrows and bullets at each other, you know, the teams have only met eight times in, in, in football competition senior level. Uh, Sweden, you're leading on the head-to-head 3-2 with three draws, but Russia haven't lost in the last four games with two of those as wins. Uh, so listen, how confident are Sweden are of, or how confident are Sweden of getting up to the uh, A-League? Sweden are a very odd sort of a team at the moment, Alan, because they're very, very confident. They're very, very happy with the way they're performing, but they're also very, very humble. Now, that may have something to do with the fact that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is no longer around, but uh, they've sort of got this attitude that, you know, we can beat absolutely anybody, but we're not going to shout about it from the rooftops. And I think if you look at their World Cup qualification, it's a strategy that's paying off for them. They're back to being a sort of a collective, playing as a unit, no one player being bigger than the team. Now, they will look at Russia because there's a lot of respect for Russian football here. Kim Shelstrom has played there. Uh, you have Pontus Varenblum who's played in Moscow. You have John uh, Christ there as well. So they're very familiar with the Russian setup. They know how, how competitive it is. They know how much money there is in Russian football. Uh, so, you know, I'd say they probably weren't happy with the draw. There were probably easier teams out there, but uh, they won't be afraid of Russia when these matches come around. Listen, that's a great thing. And you're, you're, you're hitting, he's hitting on the, the players who are playing here as well, like Grandquist, who's the captain of the team. But sorry, Catherine, you, you're going to jump in. <laughs> me, 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 jump in. Okay. Moving on to the World Cup. Sweden are already trying out home-based players out in the Emirates and have some class players and thankfully put Italy out. This is a Swedish team that can actually do damage in Russia this summer. Philip. Uh, I would think so, because again, um, Sweden for years, if you look back at 1994 at Katarina, they did well because nobody expected them to do well. Henrik Larsson was still unknown in Europe, but he went on to destroy teams there. And that's the kind of team that Janne Andersson, the coach, is after rebuilding. So they've gone back to this thing of the collective is more important. They work extremely hard. They don't have the big names, really, that you might expect, with the exception of Emil Forsberg, who plays for Leipzig in the Bundesliga. He's probably the biggest name there. Now. So they're going back to the collective. They're out in the Middle East at the moment they're testing out players from the domestic league to be honest very very few of them if any will actually make it there but they have a very very good core I would expect them uh, to get out of the group I mean whatever happens after that it's a lottery when you get to the World Cup but I do think that a lot of people will underestimate them they weren't great for the last sort of six or seven or eight years they've missed several World Cups and now that they're back uh, they're, they're looking forward to it they're looking forward to get to Russia this summer 
Listen, that's, I mean, Philip, that, that is spot on. I mean, I, I mean, you have a good group with, uh, with South Korea, with Mexico as well. I mean, both of them are beatable for, for, for Sweden by, by any manner, you know, any stretch of imagination. Germany, I, you know, uh, Ger- Germany, I think everyone's tipping Germany to do well, but I, I really do think that, uh, it'll be Sweden coming out first out of that group and then Germany right after them. I think that's a serious possibility. If you remember the miracle in Berlin when Sweden were, I think they were 4-1 down at one point and uh, Kim Shellstrom came on for them and changed the game around and they went to flying 4-4 with them. And that was under the previous coach, Eric Cameron. But when you have that sort of belief, when you know that you can go up against teams like that, they just put Italy out. They were in the same group as France and Holland. They beat France at home with a lob from the halfway line in time added <laughs> that's on. Right, you know, that's right. this is, you know, so, so that kind of thing, it, it builds up this, this culture of winning and this culture of the fact that it's not over until it's over you know they usually say that you know that there's games that they can't win just because the time runs out and as long as they have that attitude and battle because the World Cup we like to think of it as a beautiful game and Brazil 1970 it's a slog if you're going to make it anywhere in Russia you're going to have to be prepared to work for it this summer that's brilliant uh, Philip we were discussing the Russian band in the last segment how are the Swedish media reporting on athletes like Anne and Shapurin who look like missing out yeah, there's a lot of talk about that, as there is in the entire world of Katarina. Um, you know, partially people are wondering how the athletes who are going under the Olympic flag, how are they going to feel, especially if you look at the hockey team, because I was talking to Peter Sporsberg oh, yes. recently, and he was going, Russia, Russia are going to win it, Russia are going to win it. And then they were thinking, well, you know, what happens if the Russian players don't get to play? Um, the Swedes have worries about doping. There's never really been a huge doping scandal in this country. Uh, you had one in Finland a few years ago and that kind of thing. So, so they kind of take the moral high ground on this issue, but it's such a huge global issue that you know they're, they're reporting it as everybody else is who's going to be missing and to be honest you know we can say what we like about doping we obviously want to see the best athletes there and in this case they're probably not going to be there and uh, the other thing would be that the focus being solely on Russia I think is kind of missing the target if we look at the, 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 the performances of certain athletes in winter sports you have to ask why the spotlight isn't being shown elsewhere as well. I mean, uh, I mean, you've nailed it. I mean, we, we, when we're discussing it here, and you know me well enough. I mean, I am, you know, I've, I, you know, I will always speak out against anti-doping. And, and I mean, Russia has had a, a, a rotten culture here, but we know ourselves from, you know, say from '96. I was, I was in Canada at the time, uh, the Olympics mm-hmm. in uh, Atlanta, and I mean, I was delighted for um, for Michelle Smith and thinking it's, you know, it was, it was brilliant. Um, but I remember the Canadians. Complained about. It. I remember Janet Evans saying, "Like, oh, like, yeah. oh, how did these people come out of nowhere?" And I'm thinking, "Hold on, our swimmer is swimming slower than you." But you know, and, and so even though, okay, Michelle Smith uh, or the, the Brun, it was found out that there was dodgy testing and so on. So okay, we 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 accept that she was doing something, but the people who were pointing the fingers, you know, had. Dirty hands, you know, and that's what that's what sort of um, is annoying us in a little bit of way as well. And like you said, in Scandinavia, you've got these, you know, these super, like well, I just say in Norway, these super, like you know, uh, biathletes and cross country skiers and so on. But there's nothing really going on there, apparently. No, well, I think it's, uh, it's that old saying, really, isn't it, Alan? That if you point a finger at somebody, you have to remember that there's three fingers pointing back at you. Very good. And I think yeah, well, we, exactly. we, need, we need to have an honest and open discussion. Again, we've known each other for a long time. You know how much I despise doping. John Jones, the UFC fighter, who people talk about him as the greatest of all time. The only thing is he is as the greatest cheat of all time. And, you know, so th- that's fine. If we're going to have that discussion, let us have it. But then we have to discuss everybody. And we have to discuss every country. And we have to discuss every sport. 
out. Now, you know, I'm not so naive that I don't understand the financial pressures that are on people, the simple desire to win, that there is political pressure involved, not just in Russia, but in the USA and in Canada and in Norway and everywhere else. There is a desire to win. That's what the Olympics was born out of. That's what the World Cup was born out of. We want to find out who's the best. And if these underhand things are going to happen, let's talk about it all. And let's see if we can reach a situation where we can only have clean athletes in that Olympic ideal. But I don't think it's really fair to throw athletes. And the unfortunate thing for me is, I remember, uh, do you remember Vic Wilde? Uh, of the, course, the, uh, he's, 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 uh, yeah. he's snowboarding for, for Russia, of course, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that was a brilliant story. If I remember correctly from Sochi, him and his wife won yeah. on the same day. His wife, of course, born in Russia. They yeah. represented Russia. And they became the first husband and wife to win on the same day, right? Yeah. Now, I would be afraid of, Rick, of, of Vic being thrown under the bus there and say, no, you can't compete. Not because he has done anything wrong, but because of guilt by association. Because yeah. we have to be very, very careful. If yeah. we want to hold people to a high standard, well, then there has to be a due process. Produce the evidence and tell me that these people are guilty of doing something. But if you can't do that, well, then I'm afraid we have to let them compete. And again, that goes for the Americans. It goes for, uh, you know, for the sprinters that have previously been done and everything else like that. You know, we have to have due process there. And if we're not having that, then we're going against the very ideals that we say we're trying to uphold. This is, you're perfectly right. Look, we're going to move on because we're, we're getting to get, we're, yeah, we're, 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 we have, we're, our time is against what, like, this is brilliant. Listen, one quick thing, just, uh, uh, well, we've got a couple of minutes, but like in 30 seconds, Squeeze GAA, you were there to kick it on along. I read your book. It's a brilliant bit of stuff. And I mean, when we played up there in Stockholm in uh, May last year with the Moscow Shamrocks, it was absolutely wonderful what you did and what you're doing. Give us a bit of like, a, how, what's the strength of GAA, which of course is an amateur sport, uh, which is a community sport, but you are really bringing in the Swedes and everybody else into the, into the club as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the growth has just been amazing over the last sort of 10 years or so, Alan. When we started up, we put up two posters in, a, in an Irish bar here in Stockholm and it started from there. Now you have three teams in Stockholm. Uh, there's a team in Oslo. There's three teams in Finland. There's a Finnish championship, which is probably one of the most competitive you'll see anywhere. A lot of Finns playing the game, a lot of Swedes, especially Swedish girls playing the game. So it's incredible to grow and, you know, to, to see it grow in that way. And when we grew up playing the game and that love that we have for it, and when you see other people taking, taking it up and seeing how competitive it is, and to any of your listeners who've ever played soccer or Olympic handball or basketball, give it a go because you have transferable skills there. It's a fantastic social outlet. It's a great way to meet people. You obviously have uh, listeners who want to practice their English. Get out there. Give it a go. Join the Moscow Shamrock. Start your own club anywhere because we'd be delighted to welcome you here to Stockholm, Moscow, to Oulu, to Yvaskala in Finland and to meet you out there on the pitch. Brilliant. Listen, uh, Philip, the last question. Uh, Katrina has oh, one yeah. question for you. One, one, one quick one. Tom Cruise or Peter Forsberg? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter's annoyed with me at the moment because he thought I was supposed to call him and I thought he was supposed to call me. So I'm going to go with Tom. Tom's oh, a lovely There you go. There you go. Listen, thank you. Sports journalist based in Stockholm. You are brilliant. Thank you so, so much. And we'll, we'll talk to you again very soon and we'll see you very soon up in Stockholm as well. I'd love that. Thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Thanks. That's Philip O'Connor there. Okay, we're going to play out with uh, a song requested by Anne Chakvatadze. Uh, it's used by Sports Promos, 2012 Euros for the Irish football team. It is, are we ready, Nikki? Stay. It is you two and Vertigo. And it's for you. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. And we are back and ready for the home run. Last night in the English League Cup, Man City beat Bristol City 3-2 to win 5-3 on aggregate and give Pep Guardiola his first English Cup final tonight. Arsenal have Chelsea in the other semi-final. Two weeks ago, it finished 0-0. The last four games between these teams have been draws, so predictions. Mm, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, we are going to. This is now a kind of bit of English football segment. We will speak about. We will speak about Leicester City. Ross wrote into us and said, "Guys, you never speak about Leicester City." So, give us a bit of a shout out. He is the leader of the Foxes, the uh, Foxes fan club here in Moscow. So, um, okay, before we go to Leicester, uh, Arsenal. Look, they don't have Alexis Sanchez because he's, of course, where well, we knew last week he was going to move. He. They also don't have uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, uh, Danny Welbeck, and Oliver Giroud. They're also out. Uh, Chelsea, however, they're also without. Cesc Fabregas won't be going back to his old stomping ground and Alvaro Morata so it's tough but uh, I think it's going to be extra time and I do not see this finishing at the end of normal time Monday night what happened to Liverpool what is wrong with them oh my god this is a tough <laughs> one yeah uh, don't ask <laughs> look at me and say on the Philip when he was on uh, listen I don't know just don't seem to get it right um Look, they beat the unbeaten Man City and then lose to bottom place Swansea City. So, I don't know. There's something wrong with them. Um, they're a great team, but I don't know. There's something wrong upstairs uh, in their heads. Um, well, Chelsea, Man City, Man United and Arsenal, they all won. Uh, City, they are still top of the table. United are 12 points back in second. Um, you know, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs, they are third to fifth respectively. And, of course, Arsenal are hanging on in sixth. And before we come to the FA Cup, before we come to the FA Cup, we will have a little bit measure of uh, less. Um, so Leicester City, you know, they have come back. They won two two nil the weekend. Uh, Jamie Vardy has his scoring boots back on. Riyad Mahrez, you know, Claude Boyle, he's he has turned the club around. This is a club who, you know, a couple of years ago won the Premier League, like you know, in 2015-16. It was a huge shock. Um, they did well, even why one of the team won. Well, I mean, they, no one expected them to do it, like you know. And I mean, they they finished ahead of Arsenal. Of course, Arsenal blew up and so on. They would have like had a canter. They basically ran away with the league. So there was that kind of like difficulty then. Like they got rid of Federer, Ranieri, you know, his like hangers on. So they went away. But now they're kind of like stabilised. You know, they're they're actually pushing. Like they they are in a uh, a European qualification spot for the Europa League. They're only eight points back off Arsenal. They're in seventh place. So. You know, it's it, it's good. They're plus four in goal, in, in goal. So they, you know, they're scoring goals again, and it all depends on the form of Vardy and Mares. And if they keep those two guys together in the team, then I think we could see them maybe catch Arsenal. If they catch Arsenal, then that's it. Arsene Wenger, like we discussed last week, he is gone. So Let's Ross, see. it's looking good for Leicester. You're 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 closer to the top than well. West Ham, so I have nothing to say. So, okay, on to the FA Cup. You're so bad. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, back to FA Cup <clears throat> this weekend. On Friday, Man United travelled to Yeovil with the home side looking for an upset. Yep, they are looking for an upset. Uh, and Sunday, the big match is Chelsea and Newcastle. Uh, both teams, they both need the FA Cup to distract them from some terrible league form this season. And while Chelsea will all, already, they will get into the Champions League, this is Newcastle's only chance of getting into Europe. It's kicking off at 6.30. And we're hoping, we're hoping that uh, Johnny Oxenham will be fit enough to watch it because he's just undergone an operation today. Oh yeah, well, news. Like, yeah, have to football. cheer him up. Yeah. Exactly. So Johnny, listen. I know you're listening to us. So uh, you know, get back down soon, and we'll 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 treat you to a bit of conversation. And uh, in a couple Fashions. of weeks, we've got yeah, exactly. In two weeks, we've got a table quiz. So be out and you can sit up in a bar stool and listen to us having a yap. So it's uh, it'll be a bit of fun. So yeah, Johnny, yeah. we'll see you soon. And get well. Have to mention the KHL. 
Six teams have now qualified for the playoffs in the West Conference. CSK Moscow are one. Podolsk, as we predicted some weeks ago, missed out. It's now down to three. Yep, and I mean, there's a big game on tonight because uh, Spartak are playing Dinamo Riga uh, out in the VTB Lederwerts Arena. And uh, it, right now it's 1-1. Uh, it's well. It's it, it's still going one one right now. So the it, it, uh, first book dropped at seven thirty. Now it's looking good in in a way for Spartak because you've got uh, two of Dinamo Spartak and Severstal. They're going to qualify for the playoffs, the top eight, of course. Dinamo they have five games left. Uh, of course, the, the teams play sixty matches. Um, Spartak have seven matches left, and Severstal have six. So it's very very possible that despite Dinamo being in seventh um, and kind of like hanging there, they could miss out because uh, Severstal have one extra game in hand. Now, as I said, Spartak are in... Oh, they've just got another goal. So it is now 2-1 to Spartak against Dinamo Rigo. So Spartak, if it stays okay, like if this... if Spartak win, they go ahead of Dinamo and then there is the Olympic break until... Until then, the Olympic break is until then the end of February. So yeah, late February. So and now that is that is that is now because okay, there won't be a boycott like Julia told us. But if the KHL and other players go to Olympics, because there are a couple of hockey players on that list of 111 players who are not allowed to go to Olympics. So if that happens, if that does happen, then it's going to be you know the NHL not releasing players, the uh, KHL not releasing players. There won't be any hockey. There won't be any money to be made at the Olympics in Pyeongchang. So okay. Very importantly, it is the 10th day, or the 10th day is over, sorry, the Australian Open. So, uh, do we have on the line Anna Chakvitadze? Should have, no? Anna? Yes, I'm here. Great, okay. (laughs) So now it's down to you ladies to discuss it. So, okay. Uh, Yekaterina, tell us what happened yeah, today. Yeah, we, like, we still we have two Grand Slam winners in the men's draw semis, Marin Cilic and Roger Federer. Both of these players will face two sensational young newcomers, Kyle Edmund, British race star, and Hyun Chong, the 21-year-old South Korean phenomena. These are two names we definitely have to keep in our minds for the future, both young ones. And I have the question to you, Anna. What's your opinion on that? Which player out of these two young ones you prefer better and why? Well, it's tough to choose. They both are look pretty good during this tournament. You know, that's like really amazing. And I'm glad that we finally see some new faces in the semifinals uh, at the Australian Open because, you know, we'll get used to all this Roger Federer, Nadal and so on and so on and Dimari and blah, blah, blah. So uh, finally, yes, finally some younger ones uh, went through. Uh, it's it's tough to choose. I think they both are like really talented in, uh, but in different ways, in, no? In, in different way, yeah, exactly. Because like uh, Kyle Edmund is more like a hard hitter, and um, guy from Korea, Chon, he's uh, he, he plays a little bit like Novak Djokovic, and actually he was trying to uh, he was trying to make some similar shots to Novak, like when they were playing each other. And yeah, it, it's it's cool because you know um, it's great to see like different kind of players, like not only hard hitters, not only defensive players. It's all the time something. Yeah, it's all the time something uh, interesting happening at the like at the Grand Slams. But finally, we f- finally we see some young players in semis because it's a big deal for uh, men's tennis, I think. Okay, let's get to women's draw. It, it looks more predictable with the results. Simona Halep, number one WTA player, will face in semis the 2016 champion Angelique Kerber, the former 
Number one, Karolina Vazetsky will play the only women's breakthrough, Elise Mertens. The new Belgium looks quite impressive, Anna. I've heard you comment on Eurosport once that you compare Elise game with one of the greatest Belgian players, Kim Kleisters. Why does she look familiar to you? And do you think she can, she can soon become number one in the world? Well, it's, uh, you know, um, well, first of all, she was practicing with Kim uh, for, for a while, like uh, Kim Kleister's uh, Open Academy in Belgium. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, yes, and they were practicing together. I think she has a little, like, of the movement, you know, of Kim. She's trying to, um, like, move pretty fast with uh, small steps. And of course, Kim uh, used to be a more powerful player, but I think that uh, Mertens can still um, get get better in this way. But uh, you know, she's playing Wasniewski, and everyone uh, are saying that okay, Wasniewski is supposed to be uh, in the final. But actually, I'm not sure because Mertens might play really well during that match because uh, she has nothing to lose, and I think. Uh, Wasnetsky can get a little pushy, you know what I mean. And um, uh, from other uh, from other hand, uh, yeah, she's young and talented, and that's her only like first time in main draw uh, at the Australian Open because last year she had to play qualis. Uh, so it's quite interesting as well how uh, yes how how so will how do you that think, happen? Uh, can, can she become number one? <sighs> Well, right now it's it's not easy to say because some of the players they Just make a like guess, play, play play one tournament like so well and then we forgot about we forget about them and like they mm, they play like ten tournaments in a row and losing in the first round. I think she has potential to be top five. The number one is like a big thing for a tennis player, but I think she's very talented and. I see her in top five, to Listen, be honest. Uh, Anna, just, um, you know, by the way, did you hear the song we played for you? We played You Two Vertigo? No. You, you weren't <laughs> listening to us? Oh, my God. That's the last time we're inviting her on. That's it. Um, that's it. No, you're finished. Finished, Anna. Finished. I did everything for you. Our boss, Alexander. Our boss said, yes, let's do it. Nikki, stay here. She she rushed through to make sure the music was there. And then you didn't listen. Okay, right. Anyway, um, listen, if you had to pick the winner of the men's and the winner of the women's, who would you go for straight away? I'll go for Roger Federer, of course. And um, well, that's 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 tough choice, but I think Angelique Kerber. Okay, so Kerber. I think I think yes. If Halep will win uh, semifinals, she will win the tournament. Oh, okay. If Kerber so. will, yeah. If Kerber will um, beat her, then Kerber will win the tournament. Okay, so it could be a Kerber winner. Okay, uh, listen, you were uh, well. Okay, you weren't listening to us earlier on, but uh, the whole situation with the with the Russian athletes. So, of course, you um, you of course represented Russia uh, on many occasions. So, what do you think of the whole situation leading up to the Winter Olympics? I mean, is it fair that guys are being banned without actually uh, not only never having doping, but not being involved in that system with Rochekov and so on? I mean, what's what's your take on it, Anna? Well, I think that sport's supposed to be clean, but I don't really understand why the clean athletes can't uh, go to Olympic and compete. I think it's unfair. And, um, of course, it's, you know, like tough time for all 
like uh, Olympic sport right now because it started with uh, athletics. And um, uh, I feel sad because I know some of the athletes and they've been practicing for so long, you know, and they, like Olympic is all their life. And unfortunately, yeah, they didn't get a chance to compete there. I feel really sad about that. Uh, okay, no, that is fair enough. We had Philip O'Connor on a little bit earlier on from Sweden and uh, an Irish sports journalist from there. And he was just saying like that. It's just, it just seems so one-sided. And I mean, uh, you know, the, this if there was this investigation done in other countries, what would be found as well? Again, it's not excusing what's happened in Russia by any manner of means, but it's kind of like, come on, you know, if you know, you can't blanket everyone with the same, you know, kind of a ban, shall we say? Um, and okay, listen, I know, I know. Thank you so much for giving the time, even though you didn't listen to us this evening. Thank you so much for giving us the time uh, today. I know you're not feeling so well, so you know, do get well soon. And you know, we might, we might reconsider inviting you back in. So we we haven't implemented. Okay. I, will, I will work on it. I will work on it. Don't yeah, worry. It's not, it's not a full ban. If my, we might have to go to CAS over it. You're just fined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, you'll just be fined. You'll have to buy us coffee next time For an extra phone in. call. Exactly. Okay, I will. Thanks, guys. Okay, Thank thanks, you. Anna. Have a good evening. Okay, so we're almost out of time. We have to give away our prize, of course. And actually, the winner, the the, 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 the answer, of course, is England, who is in that group. Um, so the, the winner is Ross. Actually, Ross sent us in. We didn't know it was him, so Ross sent us in the correct answer. Ross, well done. You are going to get that 2,000 ruble voucher for food and drink to Paddy's on Belarus. Guy will be contacted with that in the morning by the pub. So one more quick bit of news. Um... I did predict that the New England Patriots would get through to the, to the Super Bowl final, uh, or Super Bowl, I should say. Uh, I didn't think that the Philadelphia Eagles would, but they did, and they're now on the uh, 4th of February. That Super Bowl will be in Minneapolis in Minnesota, so a bit of a letdown. It's at 2.30 in the morning, so I'll be kind of tired after that. So, uh, Katarina, final thoughts? Final oh. thoughts for today. So, I mean, with this, with this ban, are you going to watch the Winter Olympics? Uh, wow! <laughs> Are you going to watch it? Or you have I don't to know. You have to tell us next week. Yeah, I'll tell you next week because uh, seriously, I don't know. Okay, it is still. T- I have time to think. You do. You do. It's still two-one uh, in the Spartak Dinamo Riga game. Of course, uh, tonight that game kicks off eleven between Arsenal and Chelsea. Nikki, are you going to watch the Winter Olympics? I am. I love ice skating. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, but for me, I don't like winter kind of sports. So yeah, without too. Russians, I don't see like why I have to watch it. <laughs> All I no, can seriously. say. I mean, sorry. All I can say, I like ice skating. <laughs> well, there you go. See, that's that's. I you see, that's love someone it, who but has. We also has don't have Russians there, right. so I mean, it's just like <laughs> exactly. So listen, this is we're going to play it with it. We have to play it with a song now. Yeah, we have to go away. Do we have to go away with it? Yes. Yeah, we do have to go away. With it. <laughs> I'm sorry to kick you out, but yes. It's okay. Nick. We were just warming up today. So listen, you can't how, be a thank How you. can you be so rude, Nikki? Yeah, she's so cruel to us. That's not it's fair. out of love, honestly. I know, I believe it. Ekaterina, thank you so much. Thank you, Alan. Show thank today. you, And thank you, because thank you. Ekaterina is not well. She actually is sick. She is tired. She was working overnight and this morning on the Australian Open. Yeah, well, yeah. Not Nikki, only thank me. thank you so much. Like thank you. Thank, thank you, you both sir. for coming. You've been a brilliant feeling. And you got our phone calls and our songs. You rescued us. Thank you Aww, so much. You thank are you, a, thank an you. angel. Okay. <laughs> so many compliments. It's actually the National Compliment Day uh, today. <laughs> really? So, yeah, we're yeah, kind of... There you go. Hashtag we're doing compliment it. Day. We're doing it. Okay. We're going to play out to... We're going to roll into the night tonight. We're going to, like, pound the town green or red because this is a, a song that's going to get everyone in a good mood at nine o'clock tonight it is the Baja Men and Who Let the Dogs Out see you next week Capital Sports with Alan Moore Who Let the Dogs Out Who Let the Dogs Out
just got the name calling. And the girls respond to the call. Liverpool won't shout out. Who let the dogs Feet off. 